Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Our Notre Dame Football Saturday continues with Legacy Heating and Air Game Day and your hosts, Tim Growl and Vince Tatario. It's around 64 degrees right now out here on the porch of the Ivy Court Inn. It's going to be a beautiful day for Notre Dame football, 75 degrees at kickoff. And out here, people are starting to surround us. There's little kids out playing some football out here. Rob's getting the barbecue going. Suterbreaker Brewery's got some samples. This is your place you want to come. Get your autographs and your pictures with our guests and just listen to some football. Since 1971, Game Day's been setting your stage on home day games. Almost 50 years of talking football with incredible guests, hearing stories, and we're going to do that here again today. And here alongside me is my partner, Vince D'Addario. Vince, good morning. Man, what a great day for an opening <laughs> opening se- a whole season opener Excuse me, for Notre Dame football. I mean, you couldn't ask for better weather. I don't see a cloud in the sky. I mean, I almost should have brought a sweatshirt out here. I mean, this, Absolutely. this is perfect football weather. I'm excited. I know you had an exciting uh, game last night to call, and you're bright and early here today, and you're ready to go for some more college football now. <laughs> it's all football all the time on WSBT. So, uh, yeah, we had a great game last night with Mishawaka winning over Adams. Uh, big. And uh, hopefully we see the same thing this afternoon with uh, Notre Dame in New Mexico. Yeah, so Vince, let's, uh, real quick before we get our guests, give me your initial thoughts from last week. Well, obviously, I don't think it was uh, what everybody expected. But at the same time, I think we saw a lot of good things from some of the younger kids. Um, they stepped up big time. I think the, the veterans maybe need to take note of that a little bit. And I think they will. I, I'm not really all that worried about it. Um, I mean, there were some good things in there. And there were some things that they need to work on. But that's typical for your season opener. I mean, I, I, on the road, only game played in the country at night in a hostile environment. But the final score was pretty much what everybody expected it to be. It just didn't quite get there the way everybody thought it was going to happen. So unusual to have a bye game on your second week, but in this case probably came just the right time because what a way to go in there and you got so much to work on for this practice instead of just having a downtime. Well, and, and not only that, but you've got some kids out that hurt themselves in, in the right. in preseason camp and Cole Komet. Um, and, you know, he's cleared to play today. How much he actually plays we'll is, see. is up in the air. But that extra time gives those guys more time to get back on the field and to get back in game shape. So this is the Legacy uh, Heating and Air Show. Protect your family. Schedule an $82 tune-up and safety inspection with Legacy Heating and Air. Enjoy a worry-free winter. Schedule online at LegacyHeatingAndAir.com. So let's do what this show is famous about, and that's having some great interviews. And our first guest... Um, played together in the 1988-1989 season. They also played together in the Kansas City Chiefs. They're both offensive linemen. And let's talk to uh, Tim Grunhardt and Lindsey Knapp and find out what else they have in common. Tim, good morning. Well, we have in common is we have kids here. Uh, oh, there you go. Have, That's right. Uh, we have actually juniors together. So, uh, yeah, we're... Uh, we're we had those scholarships, but now we're paying it back with, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. with, with, yeah, with a bunch of kids coming to school here. But Lindsay, it's always great to have Lindsay here. And Lindsay and I, like you said, played together at Notre Dame and, and then, of course, played with the Kansas City Chiefs. And then he got traded. Yeah, tell me about that. Which broke my heart 
and he went to the Green Bay Packers and won a Super Bowl. So I don't know. I, I think he made the best out of the whole See, deal. 1996 yeah. Super Bowl, correct? That's right. That's right. I got traded in uh, my second year, third year at Green at uh, Kansas City, and uh, really I, I had a great time with Timmy and the rest of the guys. They're a bunch of great guys. Then I got traded, and that team went 13 and three, and. Uh, we ended up going, I don't know, 12 and 4, something like that. And uh, those guys are going to go to the, they're going to go to the uh, Super Bowl, and then we ended up uh, going to uh, the next year. So. so the first phone call you made after winning and hoisting that trophy up was to Tim, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't answer. If I could have done, done selfies, I would have done that. So with Tim. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into. Well, first of all, our fans like to hear some old stories first. So let's let's uh, talk about. Uh, anybody got a Lou Holtz story? That always gets us off going first as a Lou Holtz story. Well, we have plenty of Lou Holtz stories. But I, I, will, I will tell you about when you know, I was in Lou Holtz's initial recruiting class in uh, 1986. And, you know, he kind of put that class together in the last minute. I think he started recruiting basically in December. And, uh, you know, by February, the class was put together. So we, you know, we thought we were pretty cool. You know, we were the first class coming in with Lou Holtz. And, you know, uh, we were the guys that are going to come and change the program. We were the guys who are going to come in here and be the difference makers. You know, they were coming off that horrible Miami loss in 1985. So we went through the whole recruiting process. And the very first meeting, we're sitting in the meeting. And all the, the freshmen that were just recruited by Coach Holtz were sitting in the back. And he walks in. He goes, I want all the guys that I recruited this year to please stand up so at that point we're like okay here it comes these are the guys we're going to build a program out these are the guys that you know they're going to be the difference makers and we all stood up and goes if i had one more month none of you would have been here so i want you guys to be quiet sit back i'll see you in three years so that was lou holtz he set the precedent right away that hey there was nobody special whether you were a, a faust guy or a holtz guy it's you are now a notre dame football player that's fantastic Lindsay got one yeah i mean uh you come in highly recruited and everything and then uh you know you get there for a few practices he'd get on you pretty tough and i remember uh, one day I did something wrong. He looked at me and said, because of you, Nap, I'm done recruiting the state of Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was one time when I was actually going against Chris Zorich at practice, and we used to call him Fulgo Zorro because he always went full speed. Now, he was a scout team player at this time, and so they, he, he was giving me the business. I was having a horrible practice, so Lou pulls me out. He says, we're not playing with a right guard. Get your butt out of here. We're not playing with a right guard. So... I, you know, all of a sudden, I think it was one of the guys ran in there. He goes, no, 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 no. I said, we're not playing with the right guard. So he went out there with four offensive linemen, and Zorich's running in and smashing the quarterback. And I'm sitting back there. I got tears in my eyes. I'm like, hey, I'll go back in, coach. I promise I'll try. He goes, you weren't blocking him anyways. Why don't we put a guard in there? <laughs> just as well. Yeah, just, just as, as well. well. Oh, uh, yeah. Literally he, about four feet between center and the tackle. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm looking, I'm like, you know what, do I need this? This as well. <laughs> uh, but he was, he was a beauty. And uh, the, people always ask me all the time, you know, what, what made Lou Holtz different? Right. And I don't think he was that much better than anybody else, X's and O's. I don't think he was as good at finding the Jimmy and Joe's. But he was a motivator. He knew what made you tick. And he would find that thing that really made you the best player mentally. And he would, he would manipulate you to make you the best guy. And for me, I was a pleaser. I don't know what Lindsay, I don't know where you are, but I was a pleaser. I always wanted him to say, good job. He never did that to me, ever. 
So I, my whole career, I was trying to get Lou Holtz to say good job to me, and he knew that. And I pushed myself all the time just to have acceptance from Lou Holtz. But that's the way he was, and he found that weakness, and he exploited it in a good way. Yeah, he'd, he'd pull you into a meeting in his office, and everything you felt you were good at, he'd tell you were bad at. Everything you were bad at, he'd, he'd tell you were good at. So he'd just, he'd just screw you around and then rebuild you from, from the ground up. We were, we were talking, I'm trying to think who it was last year or two years ago that he didn't like the way somebody was punt receiving. So he says, I can do it. And he ran out the field to do it, and then he broke his finger. He broke his there? finger. I was there. Oh, yeah. oh, we didn't laugh. Believe me. That's <laughs> after he We laughed. were all giggling behind his back, that's for sure. This is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show as we talk football with uh, Notre Dame offensive lineman Tim Grunhard and uh, Lindsey Knapp. So, uh, Lindsay, talk. Let's let's get into this year's uh, team and stuff. So, I was interested. She doesn't know anybody on the team. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Lindsay. Since we know that, since we know he's got intimate Lindsay. knowledge of the I team, get, we're going to talk here, about. Lindsay, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you the uh, depth chart here. So <laughs> I really like Brady Quinn. I think he's going to have a hell of a year. You're a little behind in the times a little bit. How about if I talk numbers? You know? I like that 34 running back. That's right. Uh, so let me ask you first. When you're watching a game, can you sit back and watch a game without analyzing technique and plays and everything? Can you just sit back and enjoy a game? I just I get into the emotions of the game. I just sit back and watch. I love it. I yeah. love watching. I watch the football. I don't watch the old line so much. I'm watching where the ball is. I'm watching the quarterback throw the ball. I'm watching the running back What's run wrong the ball. With you? <laughs> hey, I served my time on the old line. It's time for me to have fun. So what are you seeing out of the offense? We'll talk about I think the offensive line. line looks great. I, th yeah. I really do. I think they're doing, uh, getting some good push. We ran the ball pretty well. We had our issues at times. It was the first game, too. So uh, I was actually pretty impressed. You know, returning, what, three or four guys from last year's team. And uh, they're big guys. I mean, they're a lot bigger than, they, when, than we were in that day. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Uh, and so I like what I see. So from an insider's point of view, that he has a little tie to some uh, uh, person on the team. So talk, tell us about how Colin's doing right now. Well, he's Colin's, a junior, right? Yeah, Colin's doing great. He's a junior, redshirt, sophomore. Uh, he's doing great. You know, he, yeah, every year they, they bring in these five-star recruits, and he's got to battle his way to keep his spot, and he's done that pretty well. So I'm proud of him doing that. And He's running second team, and let's hope that the, uh, the Lobos uh, kind of lay an egg a little bit so we can get Colin in. That'd be great. We'd love to see him play. But, no, in reality, though, the, the offensive line and really that whole offensive group, they really get along. They're really there's a really tight brotherhood, good uh, camaraderie on the team. You know, you talk about uh, you know Banks and Patterson and Kramer and Hainsey and and uh, and uh, and Liam Eichelberg. You know, there's a really uh, a strong unit. They get along very well. They work together well. They they hang out with each other. You know, it's kind of like we were. You know, yeah, I mean, absolutely. there's a brotherhood, there's a fraternity offensive linemen have. And, you know, Lindsey was just a pup. He was just a little pup when he came into Notre Dame. And, you know, from Deerfield, Illinois, with those big eyes, you know, he was scared. And I took him under my wing. I said, come on, Lindsey. And then, you know what? And then, and and then, then he came to the Chiefs. Yeah. And then he came to the Chiefs. He was the same way. I said, Lindsey, when are you going to grow up here? All right? I'm, I'm tired of taking care of you all the time. And then he got traded and won a Super Bowl. And then... I couldn't say that anymore. So, so once again, he called you to thank you for teaching him everything so he could be a part of a Super Bowl. Timmy, yeah, Timmy didn't talk to me for about five years. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. And, and uh, you know what? I, 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 didn't t I taught him all the things off the field. I didn't teach him anything on the field. But, uh, but uh, we, know, we had a great time in Kansas City. But like we're talking about, you know, listen, the offensive line room, which is really special. Uh, and this year, th th this group also, there's those young guys, Patterson, really nice young center, and they have a bunch of young guys that came in. There's the, uh, the arrows pointing up for Notre Dame football, especially on the offensive line. So for playing some center, t tell me how this, how does somebody go to be not even playing their first game 
uh, as a center and being on a watch list already? And Patterson That's is. That's a great question. Patterson is already. How does that happen? I don't, I don't know. That. You know what? That's the power of Notre Dame, right? <laughs> uh, you know what? The only watch list I was on from the, was the South Bend Police. I, I mean, I, I wasn't on any watch list. And I don't know if you were on Well, Lindsey was an All-American, too, by the way. Yeah, you know, he's, right. he's got a plaque in the wall there. You know, I mean, I don't know how it, what the standards were back, you know, in his era for Do you guys all sense America. the tension here? There's a lot of tension. <laughs> he in this he won the Super Bowl. He's an All-American. I'm sorry, me. Tim. I'm not going to apologize know? for my success. <laughs> so you both agree uh, if social media was around and people with iPhones back in the days and you guys were playing, there would be different outcomes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah probably, probably for the worse. Yeah, probably it, for the yeah, worse. Thank God there was no cameras. Absolutely. <laughs> So, so Tim, I, we were talking about watching the game, you know, with a technical eye. Yeah. Number one, you've got a son on the team, so I know you're watching, you know, when he... When I he, watch like, the offensive line. Right. I and, don't know what he's and, and you're a former head coach, you know, at, at, at the high school level, offensive coach at college. I mean, you, there's no way you could sit back and watch it just as a fan. Absolutely not. I, Lindsay, I don't know. He's he's lost it a little bit here. You know, he's getting soft. He's in, waiting in for Brady to get put in, remember? Yeah, he's yeah. waiting for Brady Quinn to get But, no, you know what? Uh, yeah, I find myself always watching the offensive line and kind of watching the combinations, watching the defensive line. And, and really, it's a curse for me because I, I don't really watch the rest of the game, you right. know, and th it is a curse. So I wish I could be like Lindsay and kind of watch the whole thing and enjoy it. But, you know, just, uh, you know, being the coach and, and, and having a son there and kind of watching, the you know, all the different things that are happening up front, I enjoy the the art of offensive line. I enjoy the fundamentals of technique that have to be implemented for a, for a game plan. And I do love that. But I, I agree with Lindsay. You know what? It's kind of nice to watch the whole game. But uh, for some reason, I can't do it. I don't know. It's some kind of mental issue I have. <laughs> the reality was, if uh, when you played O-line, whether you had a good game or a bad game, there's probably 10 or 12 people in the whole world who knew whether you did. Yeah. And that was the guys in the meeting room and your coach. Yeah. So. Well, you know, the, and maybe your mom. Oh, maybe the, your mom. oh, the crazy thing is too. You can have a great game, but you always remember the one or two plays you screwed up. Yeah. And like you're like, oh man, I can't. You know, you're going in the film room and you're sitting there and you're like. When's that play going to come up? Please get that play over. And then all of a sudden, there it is. Like, oh, here it comes. And then you get ripped a little bit, and then you go on to the next one. But uh, as an offensive lineman, you could you can have 50, 60 plays in a game. You screw one up. You know, you're waiting for that one, and you, you, you lose sleep over the one. That's the way we are kind of ticking. Well, and that's, the, and that's the one that, you know, the media and everybody else sees, too. It, it, the one you mess up is that's the one a, that they see. Well, it's like cornerbacks, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, cornerbacks and offensive line, and nobody recognizes you or nobody sees you unless you screw up. Absolutely. You know, that's just part of the, part of the uh, problem with being an offensive lineman. Tim Growl and Vince Adario on WSBT's Game Day Show. We're talking football. Let me see if maybe there's some difference here. We're talking with NFL Pro Bowler Tim Grunhard and Super Bowl champion Lindsey Knapp. So Tim didn't have a Super Bowl champ. Did you have a Pro Bowl? I did not, no. Oh, there you go, Tim. So you got, each got something. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> I needed something. Hey, let's you know, talk he, about... He snuck in on that national championship, too. So. <laughs> Before we uh, let you guys go, let's talk about what you see for today's game. Uh, pain for New Mexico. Now, uh, you know, I have my, my, uh, my relatives here from Las Cruces. They're New Mexico State fans, oh. so they hate the Lobos even more than we do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, 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 rooting, uh, we're rooting for the Irish to get ahead quick and, and get some of the younger guys in, you know, Colin in and some of the other guys in. So, uh, like, I guess we were sitting here last year, I think before the Ball State game, and we were talking about, 
you know, hey, listen, we should get ahead, let the young guys in, and it didn't happen. Right. So right. Notre Dame really needs to, you know, I hate to say the word bully, but they need to be tough and bully these these teams and take advantage and put their put their foot on their throats and get them get them off their game real quick so the other guys can get in. Lindsey, what do you think? Big week next week, right? Uh, yes. Coming off a of bye week. Uh, yeah, I think the key to this year, I mean, just stay injury-free, right? Right. Uh, if we can do that on the O-line especially and, uh, you know, defensively on that side of the ball, uh, there's some good young kids coming up. If we can just keep going, I'd, I'd love to see what happens in Georgia next week. Uh, I think uh, that's going to be a really uh, interesting game, and we'll, we'll find out who we are. I was this just going to say, in, honest, in all honesty, do we really know who we are until next week? I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. Hey, Vince has got some questions we're asking all of our guests, uh, so if you guys would partake of this, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, so we're doing a fast four. So we got four questions about the game today. You guys give me an over-under for the most part, and we're asking everybody. So we'll see where everybody stands. All right, so over-under, two-and-a-half New Mexico quarterbacks used in this game. I'll go under. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll say under also. I think, you know what? Maybe the defensive line, they, they lost their nose tackle, who was out, and they got another one. So maybe we'll go through a couple nose tackles. But yeah. Are we going to break a quarterback in half? I, I, I didn't yeah, see, I didn't see the question. Yeah, man. I didn't see the question. Two and a half. How many are we going to kill? <laughs> yeah, they're talking we, about using three, maybe even four. So there's a, yeah. So, well, so you got all the inside information. We, I mean, you can't ask us these questions when you know they. You know, it's a typical radio guy. I'm, knows the answer before he asks the question. Absolutely. All right. So over under 59 and a half total points. For today. Over. Over. There you go. That's what I like to hear. Okay, let's see here. Question number three. Will Ian Book's completion percentage be at least 68%? That's kind of where he averaged last year. Over. Uh, how about if he throws the ball down the field? Let's, let's get let's over big. over a twenty yard pass. That's I'm, I don't care about his completion rate. I want him to complete some passes. I want chunk plays. Put an I want asterisk. Big plays. Put an asterisk. So on question I'm not answer. answering that question. <laughs> I, I don't like that question. I want. I don't care about it. Listen, if he only completes three, I want him all seventy yards. You want him all downfield, right? Toss it out just as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, three things happen when you pass the ball and do a bad. That's true. That's I know it is. That, yeah, that's. That's a classic one. All right, last question. Uh, we talked about the running game. Tony Jones had a good game last year. Had our last week had over 100 yards. So over under 125 yards for Tony Jones. I'm gonna say over because I, I I'm not sure they, they have a couple of young running backs, but I think he's gonna get the load today. Yeah, I think definitely over. I think you're you're, I think you're gonna get the ball down the field, the passing game, but you're gonna establish your presence of the running game, pound it, and uh, hopefully like like Tim said, get the get the younger kids in in the second half. Absolutely. Lindsay, final score. Uh, I'll go. <clears throat> 45 to 3. How are they going to get 45? Safeties and you know, <laughs> point conversions. How do we break a quarterback in half? I mean, there's a lot of questions right. today. Uh, they're going to go through six quarterbacks, and we're going to score 42 points, 42-10. There you go. Can they score 42 without a safety? Uh, probably. Yeah, I think so. Let me get back to you on the math. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, we were not uh, hey. accounting majors. <laughs> so a, la- a last parting question, Lindsay. Was he the best Lou Holtz impressionist on the team? No, to, not even close. Not Where's even yours? Close. We haven't heard. Tim says you've got a better one. Uh, I, I, I can bring it up. So when I was uh, playing at Pittsburgh one year, we are all sitting around the table, and someone would give the pregame prayer on the, on the, on the Friday night meal. And I'm just sitting there talking with my buddies, and uh, he said, hey, Lindsey Knapp, why don't you give the pregame pr- prayer? I was totally unprepared. So I basically <laughs> said, uh, dear God, please watch over all the uh, players on the field tomorrow. Thanks for getting to Pittsburgh, getting us to Pittsburgh safely. Amen. Holt said, first time I ever heard somebody thank God for getting to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's begin of a new day. You can waste your years for good. Let's be good night, evil. She shuts nothing. Let's get the price back. It's tomorrow's just a whole string of owls. That's Tim Grunhardt with the deep Lou Holtz voice. And Lindsay Knapp with the more accurate Lou Holtz voice. <laughs> I was Lou before. You know, I was Lou in his teen years, I guess. <laughs> so, Lou, can you take us out to break? Uh, yeah, no, read it like Lou. All right. This is WSB Teens Game Day, live from the porch at Ivy Court Inn and Suites. To get reservations for your out-of-town guests or to book your own getaway, sucker, call the Ivy Court at 277-6500. That's 6500, 65 like Lindsey Knapp's name. We'll be right back with more football talk of Michigan Sports Leader 96.1 WSBT. This is Tim McCarthy for the Indiana State Police. You are listening to WSBT, your radio home for Notre Dame football. Our Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Wi-Fi is provided by Hotspot Wi-Fi, and they can be found at hotspotwifipods.com. Legacy Heating and Air, protect your family. Schedule an $82 tune-up and safety inspection with Legacy Heating and Air. Enjoy a worry-free winter. Schedule online at Legacy Heating and Air, Inc. Waiting, grab some buds. Carmela's at McCree's, your post-game dining destination, and McCree's Italian Bakery for all your tailgating needs. Eddy Street Commons at Notre Dame. Come dine, shop, and enjoy the merchants at Eddy Street Commons. And Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Contact Steve Miller in Mishawaka or Craig Langhofer in New Carlisle. And this is live radio out here on the porch of the Ivy Court Inn. It's punched up, too. It's getting closer and closer to 70 degrees. Once again, it's going to be about 75 degrees at game time. <clears throat> you know, I've been trying for years, Vince, to get uh, Lou Holtz on the show. and uh, We did. It's amazing, isn't it? We yeah. did. Yeah, it's a power of our we show. Had, we had teenage Lou Holtz, and yeah. we had adult Lou Holtz. We didn't even know it. <laughs> isn't that great? You know, those guys were teammates together on the Irish. Uh, Tim was a senior when Lindsey was a freshman. Then they went on to play together at Kansas City and stuff. But you can just see that strong fraternity that every all the years I've been doing this, that the Nordian players, the affinity they have for each other. Well, and, and obviously they don't stray far from campus. They both have kids that go here. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's, Notre Dame, is, it's, it's a legacy. And, you know, once, once you're indoctrinated into the Notre Dame family, it, it's very difficult to leave. Yeah, I didn't even get into that with uh, Tim because I was reading uh, uh, beforehand about his family and stuff and his wife's family. Between the two of them, they have four generations dating back to 1926 of monogram winners in Notre Dame, in their family. That's awesome. Four generations. That unbelievable. Is, that's unbelievable. That's not an easy thing to achieve, you know, as a single person, but let alone four generations. Right. Yeah, that's impressive. Right. A couple of them were pole vaulters. <laughs> okay. One, I, New Rockney was the track coach then and coached one of them. Uh, let me tell you, uh, being a pole vault, there's a lot of things I would do. <laughs> that's that not is, one of them? <laughs> that is not one of them. Those guys are, I mean, crazy in a good way, yeah. but oh my, that's, yeah, I that's, know, I'm with you, I'm with you. Well, I smell the barbecue, and Rob's over there, and the people have already been partaking of that. And uh, I saw Lindsay and Tim grab some before they head over the station. Studebaker Brewing Company is serving some uh, liquid libations out there, and you know what that is. And, uh, yeah, it looks pretty nice and cold. That's going to go good with that barbecue later on. Yeah, so, too. I was going to say, that looks like uh, what we're going to do when we're done with the <laughs> That's show. Right. To me. That's right. So our next guest. This must be Offensive Lineman Day or whatever. Well, you know, we should have had a, a big uh, get-together. Well, stuff. what a better way to kick off the home opener than having these guys lead the way for that's us. Right. I mean, that's hey, job, good, right. Hey, good segue. Man. That's a good segue. You've been doing radio a while. Just a little bit. <laughs> 
Uh, Trevor Robinson, uh, he uh, played for Notre Dame and then also went on to have an NFL career. Uh, in particular, he played from 2008 to 2011 for the Fighting Irish. So well, welcome to the show, Trevor Robinson. Good morning, Trevor. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Hey, offensive line day is the best day. <laughs> there right. you go. There you go. Had you ever had a chance to meet those guys uh, before? Yeah, I've been, I, I think, just over here last year and then just kind of being around. Yeah. So let me ask you the same thing we asked those guys, and I might have asked you this last year when you were just basically getting out of playing football and everything. How, when you watch a game, how relaxed or how technical or what do you do? Are you dissecting or? I can't help myself from watching the offensive line still. So I, I remember right when I was, you know, rookie, second year, um, all the guys that I came in with were in their fifth year, and then a lot of the guys that I was close with, obviously, uh, Zach Martin's age and Chris Watt and those guys that were all still here. So I used to watch it like, uh, you know, I was still playing. I was so, super, super invested, and now I can watch it a little bit more passively and just kind of enjoy it. Um, you know, none of the guys that are here now are guys that I played with, but uh, I kind of like it better that way. I can almost just kind of sit back and be a fan and, uh, you know, not feel like I'm living and dying on every snap. So before, if you were watching it and uh, Ian booked through a 40-yard pass, you probably wouldn't see it because you're looking at the pass protection. But maybe now, maybe, and today, Vince, is today the day going to be? Is he going to finally let one loose today? Uh, let's hope so. Let's yeah. hope so. That's, some, that's something that I'm sure that they've been working on in practice. <laughs> I'm pretty positive of that. So, Trevor, your your impression of uh, last week's game and then going into this week? It was week one. I mean, it's, it's kind of a typical thing. I think, uh, you know, some of the sentiment after the game was, hey, you know, we're going to have to play a little better than that if we want to, you know, be competitive on the rest of the schedule. But, uh, you know, as a defense coming out of training camp, when you've seen the same offense over and over, you just you can't simulate the speed. Uh, and if you think about... Uh, where Louisville was coming out of last year, they've they've been hearing about how bad they were, you know, for uh, four or five months now, and and nobody had anything good to say. And then the Notre Dame was coming off a big year, and uh, to play at home in front of a big crowd like that, you got the national spotlight on Irish coming in. You were going to get their best punch early, so I think we saw that. Um, but I would imagine what we'll see today is a little more composed uh, Irish team that's got some of the young guys that have seen game action now. Uh, and it'll be, I think, probably more indicative of the rest of the year. Well, and I think, I think you know, when you take a step back and you rewatch that game, yeah, were there things that happened that, you know, Notre Dame fans were not happy about, but they kind of settled in after the first few series, especially defensively. I mean, they, they cracked it down after, what, the first two or three series, and Louisville had, had nothing to gain at that point. Right, and, and maybe it's some offensive bias, but every, every team in the country, when they're going through training camp, their defense thinks they're going to be rock stars all the time, right? You've been, you, you're learning the calls on offense. It's just there's there's a little bit of stuff that's baked into the drills that kind of favors the defense at that point. They can kind of cut it loose and fly around. Offense is kind of figuring out timing and stuff like that. So uh, to go down there and see that first live game action, like I said, you just you can't simulate the speed. You can't simulate uh, the amount of film that you've, you've seen versus what you're used to playing against your own guys. Uh, so definitely watching that second half, I, I think that would again, probably be a better indicator of what, what we can expect. You're listening to the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show as we catch up with former Notre Dame lineman Trevor Robinson. I understand, uh, you know, having the bye, which is very unusual, having it after the first game, but as we talked earlier about, it's probably apropos, it came perfect timing, that he actually did live tackling last Saturday for the team, and uh, he doesn't su subscribe. He says more people get injured in the non-contact drills than they do in in the re regular tackling. I, yeah, I agree 100. percent he, He's been doing this for a long time. Right. <laughs> you know, this he, he's he's not new to managing a bye week early or later, whenever it is. So, uh, 
you know, coming into the home opener, you're right, it does feel kind of different. It's a little bit later than it usually is, but uh, this is the, the home opener to me is kind of the quintessential time to come be around campus and kind of experience just the feel, that the atmosphere that's out here right now. The weather's going to be perfect. Um, coming off the bye, I'm, I'm open to see the guys pretty fired up coming out. Do we, uh, when you transition from Notre Dame to pros, Everybody always says it's the speed of the game that is the biggest difference. Would you subscribe to that? Yeah, it's definitely part of it. So I, I think speed is a part of it. I mean, it's bigger, stronger, faster. That's kind of the obvious one. Uh, the thing that surprised me was the guys that, so you come in as a rookie and, and you, you feel like as a senior, you got kind of stuff figured out. You're, you're the old guy in the room and then you instantly transition to being the young guy in the room again. You kind of relearn how much you don't know. So everybody's bigger and faster and stronger. But what I thought really separated the guys that were great from the guys that were, you know, kind of uh, middle of the road pros is that they were just so practiced in their craft that. Uh, that D lineman, his hands were so much more precise. The offensive linemen were so much more in sync with each other. The quarterback is not going to get surprised by any look. There's nothing that the defense is going to come out that they haven't rehearsed in their head. Um, you know, the cornerbacks are doing stuff with their hands, running in stride with guys that you just you can only learn through experience. So, yeah, it's a whole different level of bigger, faster, stronger. But then the guys that are just really skilled, you know, the guys that whose names you know that have been around playing on Sundays for years and years and years, uh, they just practice their craft to a level of, of detail that you, you really don't see in the college game. Is the summer camps and the preseason as brutal as they sometimes say it is? You know, in, in the last collective bargaining agreement, they, they took a lot of that off the players. So they, they've done a lot to kind of extend careers and, and try to keep guys healthy. Um, I think you kind of see that. So I never played in the old NFL, but, um, you know, when you're a young guy on the edge of the roster, every day is kind of a grind. Uh, I was never I was never out of that kind of here's another round of cuts coming in training camp are you going to be on that list or not so you were playing every practice like it was a game um so i think in some degrees you're almost welcome when week one came because that was kind of right at least during the week they had a reason to, to let you recover and kind of rest and then be be ready to go for sunday where during training camp it's like hey you don't <laughs> every every snap hey you better give everything you got you're listening to the, the legacy heating and air game day shows we catch up with former notre dame lineman trevor robinson Obviously, you're, you're living in the area now, and um, I'm sure you've had a chance to see the brand-new uh, indoor facility and, and uh, what, kind of, what that's brought to the program. What are your thoughts on that? I, I mean, it's stunning, and, and, and recruiting in college football is an arms race, and it's been that way for a long time, right? So um, it's almost kind of the cost of admission if you want to compete at the highest level <laughs> right. of college football. So, um, I mean, it's just kind of the latest thing on the list that, that Coach Kelly's done for this program. Uh, you know, what the guys are experiencing right now is far different from what I experienced when I came in as a freshman. He's uh, kind of attacked the whole ecosystem of being a college football player and kind of set the stage in a way that uh, lets these guys be successful in everything they're doing. Um, some of them are in the same buildings, but they've been completely kind of remade out and be, be different, a kind of a different function than what it was uh, when I was young. So I started to see that transition through my junior and senior years, but now kind of being around and, and just kind of seeing. It's not just facilities, it's a cultural thing, but uh, you know, Coach Kelly's done a great job just building this program out in, in a kind of robust way to compete with uh, the way that a lot of the big, big time schools around the country are doing it. Do we have some uh, questions that we're going yeah, to post yeah, to absolutely. Trevor here? So we, uh, we're doing this fast four, so we're, we're asking all of our guests four questions about the game today. And obviously you watch, so this shouldn't be an issue for you. Uh, so New Mexico is, uh, 
they're talking about using multiple quarterbacks. So our first question, it concerns that. So over under two and a half New Mexico quarterbacks used in this game. I'm going to go with the under. Okay. That seems to be the prevailing answer so far. We're still trying to figure out how they break a quarterback in half, but that might happen today. Hey, it you could know? definitely happen. <laughs> All right. Second question. Over under 59 and a half total points over. in today's game. Hard over. over. Hard, hard over. I like that. I like that. All right. Question number three. Uh, concerning the offense, will Ian Book's completion percentage be at least 68%? He dipped down last week. That was kind of his average last year. Uh, I'm going over, and that's the optimistic homer in me. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You're not the only one. So, <laughs> All right, final question. Uh, Tony Jones had a pretty good uh, week last week, had over 100 yards rushing. He's going to be the bell cow today. Over under 125 yards for Tony Jones today. Hammer the over. There we go. That's an offensive lineman talking for you right I there. I got that. That's right. So, uh, Trevor, catching up with you, you're at uh, Lippert? Yes, sir, Lippert Components, uh, Mountain Goshen. Uh, it's been an awesome experience so far, coming up on two years with the company. So, uh, we were talking off air before we started. Ever any consideration to coaching? Uh, I, I think about it a lot. I think about it a lot this time of year when you're, you're uh, you know, kind of experiencing that college football atmosphere. It's the, uh, the offseason and the traveling and the recruiting and, and going through that process that kind of scares me <laughs> away a from a little bit. Yeah, I got uh, three young kids at home now, and... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm home every night and doing dinner and bedtime with the little ones. And um, coaching is uh, a lot of cool stuff that goes on. I, you know, I, 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 miss, I miss being around that atmosphere a lot. Um, who knows? Maybe someday. You look great. But you had to shed a lot of weight. I was going to say. Were, what were you playing? Like, like 311? Well, 310? your profile here says 305. 305. And I'm like, okay. he's not 305 anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was right about where I wrapped up. So uh, was at the summer of 17. I, I sent in my retirement papers, and I was right about 305, 310. Um, so how did that happen? How totally. Did, did... Changed change the diet, changed the workouts. Um, I actually I, I struggled late in my career to keep the weight on. Um, the good thing in the NFL is you can get fined heavily for being overweight, but mm -hmm. they can't come after the check for being underweight. So I was on the <laughs> favorable side of that. Uh, but yeah, just just a different mindset kind of for so long you eat with the goal of being a 300-pound offensive lineman and lifting heavy and training hard like that. And so I continued to train. It was just a different uh, different mentality and was able to save my joints a little bit. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Well, we appreciate you stopping uh, by today. So you, you going out to campus or heading back home to the family? I'll be heading out to campus. Campus. Yeah, I kind of right. fell into some tickets late this week with a, a buddy I played with, Steve Botsford. He was a linebacker on the team when I was there. Um, awesome guy. We've been good friends ever since, and so we'll head over there and kind of kind of drink in the opening day. You talk about getting tickets. It's kind of a unique first game because there was tickets still for sale last night. A lot of players aren't coming in for this game. They're waiting until the USC game or something like that. It's just a weird, a weird feel for well, this with, with the weather being the way it is and, you know, this being the first home game, they're not going to have an issue selling out. Right? No, 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 no. That no. will not yeah. be an issue. That'll be, what, 267 in a row, I think, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, crazy. Too, so, well, you go out there and have a great time today, and we appreciate you coming by today. Awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was Trevor Robinson, and this is Tim and Vince at the Ivy Court Inn and Suites. You're on your home for Notre Dame football, 96-1 WSBT. Come on back and join us. This is former tight end Robin Weber. My job was to catch footballs. Yours is to catch every Notre Dame game right here on your home for Fighting Irish Football, WSBT. And the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show is brought to you by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Together, we can stop hunger. Learn more at feedindiana.org. 
by GolfStreamCoach.com. Looking for exceptional trainees to learn the RV business. By Krennic RV Center, family fun starts here with 27 acres of RVs. Exit 39 off I-94 in Coloma, Michigan. By Kyle's Auto Repair, a dead battery is no fun. Have yours tested at Kyle's, Lincoln Way East in Mishawaka, and Leck Leitner Door. At Leck Leitner, we open all the right doors. Legacy Heating and Air offers efficient and affordable options when it comes to heating your home. Take advantage of 0% financing or rebates up to $1,700 on select Daikin heating systems. Schedule a free estimate at LegacyHeatingAndAir.com. Back here at the Ivy Court Inn, looking across the street outside the linebacker. The tents are starting to fill. God, you really just can't ask for a beautiful day. You had probably had a beautiful night, a little chilly lifestyle for football. It was, but great. it was great. Oh, no, it was like we had a beautiful sunset. I mean, it was great football on the field. And, mm -hmm. I mean, if you look out here, the, the, the leaves are starting to change a little bit. Yes. I mean, this is football weather, too. This, uh, this is. We can only hope it'll be like this for USC. and uh, <laughs> Or how about BC in the end of November? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring your long sleeves. Well, 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 hopefully we'll be out here on the porch in, uh, on uh, November 23rd for that game, too. Uh, next, we're going to talk some X's and O's, and we have with us from Blue and Gold Illustrated, Brian Driscoll. Good morning, Brian. Thanks for having me on. That's great. Vince, let's go. You're the X and O guys, too, yeah, so go ahead. It. That's right. Well, bring it on. Brian and I are colleagues at Blue and Gold, so we figure why not have Brian on today. So, uh, obviously, we got New Mexico. A lot of mixed feelings about, you know, what happened on Labor Day with Notre Dame, et cetera. What are you looking at for this game coming up? You know, I think I wrote uh, Blue and Gold. You saw, we talked this week, Vince, where I, I think this is a big game for Notre Dame. And it's not so much about winning and losing the score and production. It's about taking that next step as a program. You, you go on the road and win an 18-point road game against a Power 5 opponent that I think is going to be decent this year in Louisville. Uh, that's, a, that's a good win. Now it's take that. Let's clean up some things. Got to tackle better. We got to be more assignment sound on defense. This is what you're saying if you're a coach. Sure. Offensively, you know, get your quarterback to slow down mentally to get himself back into a groove, distribute the ball correctly. Uh, and make sure that your offensive line continues to develop. And I think those are things you evaluate that are independent upon who you're playing. So, you know, you may look at the score, it may be a blowout, and think, ah, there's nothing in here. But there's for a coach, there's a lot you can get out of a game. Well, there's always a lot you can get out of a game. And, and I think, you know, granted, there were things that, that Notre Dame didn't do well, and, and et cetera, in, at the Louisville game. A lot of that, I think, can be con attributed to the fact that it was game one. I mean, <laughs> you and I have coached a long time. And game one, there's, there's always things that you can clean up. If you follow NFL Twitter, everyone was complaining about all the sloppy games because teams were holding their starters out of preseason Even games. more so than in the past. And yeah. I watch, Vince, you know, I watch a lot of football. I don't just watch Notre Dame. I watch a lot of football. Yeah. What Notre Dame fans are understandably complaining about, and the coaches are going to be, con, you know, sure, absolutely. fixing in the film room is stuff that you saw over and over and over again in any team that was playing a moderately decent opponent. So, uh, it was a good first step. You know, again, 18-point road win. Uh, you had mentioned in the previous segment, after the first couple series, Notre Dame defensively settled down. You had a lot of guys not only making their first starts, but a lot of guys like Jack Lamb, Jeremiah Wusu, players like that, Kyle Hamilton, that were playing their first ever snaps. Right, not just starts. Game, yeah, right? exactly. And so, you know, look, is, is that where they need to be in games 10, 11, 12? Of course not, but it's a good step in the right direction. You get a week off to practice some things. Now you get to Mexico, you work some things out, and then you get yourself ready before you head down to Athens next week. So both of you blue goal illustrated guy, Brian Driscoll, Vince Dario. So do you both subscribe to the fact that you're the biggest change in a team or improvement is between game one and two? You know, I, I really don't, I think it depends on who you play. I mean, if you look last year, the, the, they played really well in the opener, and then 
kind of scuffled for the next couple weeks, mm -hmm. you know, as they kind of dealt with that emotional. So I think a lot of it depends on who you're playing in the opener. Is it a game where you get extra up for, which immediately causes a bit of a come down when you play a team like Ball State and, and then Vanderbilt? I think with, it depends on the makeup of your team. Last year was a very veteran team. Uh, so I think Notre Dame was more prepared to shine in the opener than maybe this year they were. Because you know, they had, I think last year, like 14 players on defense that had started a, a game in their careers coming back. So uh, I think this team is a little bit younger in some spots. So I think defensively especially, you have to get used to you're going to see a few more mistakes. You're going to see probably a few more big plays being given up than we saw last year. Offensively, it was a little different story. You know, I think a, a veteran offensive line, a veteran quarterback, if he settles down, I think the offense will be able to pick things up while the defense continues to adjust. Is it next uh, the Georgia game? I think yeah. I said it earlier, guys, to the other guests. We're really not really going to know what this team really is until we play Georgia. Absolutely. I think that's a big test for Notre Dame. Just not just the 2019 Notre Dame, but mm -hmm. Notre Dame as a whole. You know, they, right. they've been in games like this before, and they've battled. They've come close. Florida State in 2014. You look at Clemson in 2015. Correct. Now it's time for Notre Dame to kind of kick down that door and say, not only are we almost as good as the premier teams, but we are a premier team. And I think that's what that Georgia game represents for Notre Dame. And we're going to get into our fast four here. And, I, and I've asked the, the other guests some of these questions. And I'm, I want to let you set up this first one. I have it as over under two and a half New Mexico quarterbacks. They're going to play in this game. Kind of give some background as to what the situation is there. I'm taking the over because number one is the, the quarterback that I think is going to get a lot of the snaps today is, is Tavaka Tuioti. Is, he was expected to be their starting quarterback Correct. out of the spring. He had a, a sick grandfather situation that took him away from the team. Brant Hughes got to start last week against Sam Houston. Actually, two weeks ago at Sam Houston State. He got hurt. So you're going to see Tavaka in this game. You're also going to see Shariron Jones, who's a Tennessee transfer. So I think they're both going to play I agree. in the early part. And then if Notre Dame does what they need to do and puts this game away, I think you're going to see the freshman get a little bit of a chance late in the game. So that's why I'm going with the over in this game. Love it. Love it. All right. Our second question, total points here, over under 59 and a half total points in this game. Uh, I'm going over. I think that Notre Dame's going to get a big chunk of those. But, uh, yeah, I, I predicted 55-13 at BGI, so that, that my math's not always great, but I'm pretty sure that's over. <laughs> I was over as well on that one, too, in our predictions. All right, so third question. Um, obviously, big talk was Ian Book last week and what he's done. Over under his completion percentage, will he have at least 68%? I'm going under, and I'm going to be okay with that because I think you're going to see them take some more shots in this game. The Mexico is going to press a lot more, so you're going to see some downfield shots, which naturally it brings that completion, completion percentage right down. Yep, absolutely. All right, and Tony Jones had a 100-yard game, uh, only back on the roster with a 100-yard game uh, in his career. So over under 125 for Mr. Jones. I'm going under. I think this is going to be a game we're going to see a lot of Kyron Williams and Sebo Flemis or get them ready for the future. Brian, tell us how to get more of Blue and Gold Illustrated. You go to www.blueandgold.com, sign up today, use promo code IRISH60. You'll get 60 free days of our website, plus four free copies of our digital magazine. You will not want to miss out on that. Thank you, Brian, and I'm sure we're going to have you back later in the season if you're okay with that. Sounds good. <laughs> we're on your home for Notre Dame football, 96.1 WSBT. We'll be right back. Two-time Notre Dame All-American, Alan Pinkett. Now back to game day AM on WSBT. Go Irish. All right, our game day uh, Legacy Heating and Air uh, show is brought to you by Mega Liquor and Smoke. With dozens of locations in Indiana and Michigan, you're never far from your local Mega Liquor and Smoke. By the Skillet, it's tailgate season. Let the Skillet do it all from setup, service, to teardown. It all starts with one call at 574-234-6069. At Smith's Downtown Tap and Grill, text Smith's DT to 85100. 
for exclusive deals and specials by State Farm Insurance Agent Tim Growl for all your insurance needs. Call Tim at 232-9981. By United Beverage, encouraging you to enjoy responsibly, drink wiser, and by Wings Etc. Grill and Pub. Good food, great times, and online ordering. Uh, go to uh, wingsetc.com. And we're here at the porch of the Ivy Court Inn, and uh, we're here with the lady that makes this possible for the, I don't even know how many years, I, I think we've been out here like 12 years or whatever. <laughs> Jessica Fowler is the uh, GM here. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Vince oh, and I are having a great time out here. How's things going at the hotel? Wonderful. Um, we are so happy. It's football season. Happy to see everybody out here. So, um you know, we have some games open for November yet, so still an opportunity for people out there to uh, enjoy this great experience. And how do they get a hold of you for a reservation? Reach me at 574-277-6500, or you can find us at ivycourt.com. And you're just right here off the campus and stuff. And a lot of people come here, not just for Notre Dame, but uh, in town. You get a lot of, you have a lot of people that respect what you guys do and everything. So a good place for a getaway overnight. I know my wife and I have been here too before. <laughs> it's a great place for a getaway. And especially, you know, if you're in town, um, we take care of a lot of our local businesses. We're a locally owned hotel and uh, we'd like to partner with all those in our city. This is the place to be. Call 574-277-6500. We'll keep talking to you during the season, Jessica. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. You guys have a great one. Me too. All right, let's go. We better do our questions here before we wrap her up. All right, Tim. So over under two and a half New Mexico quarterbacks. I think they're going to use a bundle, so I'm over. Yeah, I agree. I, I Like what Brian said, I think uh, it might get out of hand, and I think they'll they'll bring everybody in. They're guaranteed to bring in two. So, all right. Is it going to be high scoring over under 59 and a half points? Is that 59 combined? Yes, combined. Combined. Between the two teams. Yes, yeah, over. I agree as well. All right, so uh, will Ian Book have a completion percentage of at least 68%. No, he's going to try to get some more downfield, and I'm fine with him making, you know, a percentage go a little lower if he can hit a few of those. We need to stop agreeing, but I agree with that <laughs> as well. And our final question, over under 125 yards rushing for Tony Jones. Yeah, I'm going to say under. I think he's going to be right about at that, but we're going to have a lot of backs get a lot of yards. I'm going to say over. I just think <clears throat> he's going to break off a couple, and uh, he's not the fastest guy, but I think he'll do a good job. Don't go anywhere. The Irish Lobos coverage continues for Budweiser's game day sports beat. Follow immediately by the Notre Dame tailgate and pregame show. Then it's kickoff at just after 2.30 p.m. And then after that, make sure you join Sean Stiers and Reggie Brooks for the official postgame show. <clears throat> Vince and I want to thank uh, Jeremy Mays here at this, right here on the spot and Matt Embry back in the studio. Plan to join us next Saturday at 4 p.m. as we get you ready for the big game versus the Georgia Bulldogs. Thank you for joining us on the Legacy Heating Air Game Heating and Air Game Show. This is your home for Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 